Well, hello, YouTube Power Hour Squad. Erica here for another amazing interview for you guys. I'm really excited to have Evan Carmichael here on the podcast. He went into some very specific things that you can do and implement today for your channel. This interview is a little bit shorter than my usual interviews because he was pressed for time. So I went right in there with him and just got the best of the best. And if you don't know who Evan is, here's a little bit about him and his bio. Um, at 19, he built then sold a biotech software company. At 22, he was a venture capitalist helping raise half a million to $15 million. And he now runs the biggest YouTube channel for entrepreneurs with over 2 million subscribers. He wrote four books and he speaks globally. He wants to solve the world's biggest problem. He's set two world records, uses a trampoline and a stand-up desk, owns Canada's largest salsa dance studio, and has a giant Doritos bag in front of him all day to remind him that he's stronger than the Doritos. He's a husband, a father, and just an all-around great guy. So if you are looking to be inspired, if you're looking for actually, it, what, what Evan talks about is his very specific strategies for fast growth on YouTube. So if that's what you want, then you're going to enjoy this interview. And if you enjoyed it and you got something out of it, do me a huge favor and let me know. Let me know on my Instagram at beauty in the vlog. Send a story, tag me, tag Evan. Let me know your biggest takeaway. Hearing from you guys allows me to continue going with this podcast and know what it is that I'm doing is actually making a difference and what I'm doing that you like. So enjoy the interview and I will see you next time. Mwah. Well, hello, Evan. Welcome to the show. Thank you for the love, Erica. Great to be here. Yes, I'm so excited to have you. So I want to just jump right into just asking you some really specific questions, especially where it comes to YouTube and YouTube growth. So what would you say today in 2019 is really your recommendation for somebody who wants to not just be on YouTube or grow on YouTube, but like grow fast on YouTube? So 80% of the success is making daily content that is fire. And so if you're not getting the growth you're looking for, either one, you're not posting daily, or two, the content isn't good enough yet. And that comes with practice and, and improving. So you, so you actually think that for YouTube, the key is actually uploading and posting every single day? If you can. If you want to grow quickly. The question is, how do I go quickly? That that's how you do it. Uh, hmm. it. It often means that you're sacrificing some quality. Yeah. But if you can post at eighty percent quality and go daily versus one hundred percent quality and weekly, it'll make a huge difference. If it means you're now posting at twenty five percent quality daily, yeah. then I probably wouldn't do it. But but honestly, the quality comes from doing quantity. The more you do, the better you get. Just like this podcast, yeah. the more you've done, the better you've you've gotten. I'm sure if we compare this episode to episode one, you've improved a lot. Yeah. Yeah. 200 something interviews. That's for sure. <laughs> Here we go. Exactly. 
Um, and so that, you know, that's interesting, but it is for the most people that are getting started on YouTube or that are doing YouTube, it is difficult to do that daily video. Like what is your recommendation for somebody who says, I really want to do this, but like, how do I, how do I upload daily in the sense of like, how do I come up? Like, how do I create fire content that every single day, you know, come up with the right ideas or create it so it's engaging? Like what would be your recommendation for that? I would say depending on what kind of content you're making, you need to figure out what do you have Michael Jordan level talent at and only focusing on those things. So for example, I think a lot of people spend too much time on the editing. Mm -hmm. I would sacrifice the editing for most people. So if you're, if you're a beauty creator or you're a thought leader, uh, you're an expert, you're teaching me to think like you think. The most important thing is to teach me to think like you think. Like, what are you doing on this show? You're trying to pull out questions and answers from these people who you bring on that you respect and you, and you look up to. You're trying to get, get their information out. You're teaching your audience to think like you think and like they think. And I think most people just spend too much time on editing, to be quite frank. I think people might spend 40 minutes recording the video and then five hours editing the video. And unless your ambition is to be a world-class editor, which mm -hmm. it may be, like my editor, mm -hmm. if, if she had a YouTube channel, it'd have to be fire editing because that's what she wants to be great at. But for most people, that's not their ambition. They don't want to be the world's greatest editor. And so you're actually spending, if you spend 40 minutes recording and five, minute, uh, five hours editing, you're training the wrong skill. You're teaching yourself to be an okay editor at a, something that you don't care about ultimately. And you're not spending enough time on the thing that you actually have world-class genius level talent at. I totally uh, hear what you're saying. It's totally like your zone of genius thing, right? It's like spend all your time focusing on really what you're really good at because that's where you can actually make an impact as opposed to putting your energy towards something that you can never compete at. Like you can never have a Casey Neistat, Casey Neistat style video, right? You'll never compete there. Yeah. And so I think if you're, if you're spending 40 minutes on recording the video, I think you should then spend 10 minutes editing the video. So the thing is, though, in this day and age on YouTube, it, you know, you, you, cause you start off by saying you got to create fire content. And I completely agree, right? Focus in on what you're passionate about, your zone of genius. But isn't part of creating fire content also providing entertaining content? And doesn't that also, it's like this double-edged sword. Like it, there does have to be some level of editing there. You've got to have some B-roll. You have to make it visually appealing as opposed to just sitting in front of a camera, you know, for 10 minutes straight. Well, what are you, what is your zone of genius? If you are an entertainer, mm -hmm. then show me you entertaining people. If I gave... If I gave Will Smith a camera and let him go for 10 minutes, he can create a fire piece of content that wouldn't need editing. Mm -hmm. It's not that you disrespect the editing and say, I'm never going to be, I'm never going to do this. Ultimately, you want to have people on your team who become your editors, who do this for you. But how do you get there? How do you get to the point where you can build enough momentum and traction and money to be able to afford to hire an editor by creating your fire content in your zone of genius? So does everybody need to be entertaining? No, uh, just depends on what kind of content you're trying to create. For example, my channel is not very entertaining. I'm not an entertaining guy. <laughs> I don't, I don't, people don't watch my channel for my jokes 
and and my pranks and you know my humor. That's not why people come to my channel. If that it's because I'm not good at it. That's not what I want to get better at. I don't want to be the next Robin Williams. You know, that's not my zone of genius. So if it is though, you know, if you're Kevin Hart and you're funny, you should be making 10 minute videos every day of you telling your jokes and being entertaining. Yeah, I think that's really great. So what would your recommendation be for somebody who is just not sure? Or maybe they're saying, well, I am, I'm obs I love makeup and I'm talking about makeup and nobody's watching, like nobody cares. So how would you recommend somebody even find what their zone of genius is? You experiment until you find the thing that you love. So even within the category of makeup, how are you going to do it? There are, there are some people who are just doing hauls and, and well, it's more like, well, look what I bought and look how much this cost. And that's definitely more entertainment. There's others who will be more, here's how to do the perfect eyeshadow or here's how to look like this monster for Halloween. And it's very educational. And you can mix in some entertaining parts if you want, or it could just be very educational. Like, here's how you get this result. You've got to find the thing that you love doing and not try to be somebody else. And in that process, you can try on a different, you can try on different hats. You see how she did it. You see how he did it. And you're going to, you're going to try copying that for one day and you see how it makes you feel. You might learn something from it, but it won't ultimately, that, that hat won't fit exactly because it's not you. So you have to trim it and tweak it and tailor it. So you start by copying, you start by modeling, you start even for a podcast like this. Maybe you start by looking at what other people are asking, what other questions people are asking, and you try them on. And some of those questions will fit and some of them won't quite work yet. And that's okay. By continued experimentation, you'll find your style. Um, I had a, there's a great clip I did on 50 Cent where 50 Cent has now started investing into artists um, and, and people submitted their demos their CDs to him and he had in one week four people submit their their demos uh, who sounded exactly like Lil Wayne hmm. and you sound exactly like Lil Wayne like if, if Lil Wayne was here and you were here and, and I closed my eyes I wouldn't be able to tell the difference but the problem is we already have a Lil Wayne mm -hmm. so you have to decide do you want to be a Lil Wayne impersonator or do you want to be you and, and in that process, you start like maybe you love Michelle Fawn. And so you take some of her stuff and her style and how she did it. But you can't just be a copy in that process of modeling and copying. You need to figure out your flow, your style, because that'll take you 80 percent of the way. But la that last 20 percent is you figuring out what your model is going to look like. And I think that a lot of that goes with, you know, your original piece of advice of uploading often, because the more you upload the more you'll figure out what really clicks and what doesn't. Yeah. And, and spending less time for most people, less time on the editing and more time on the creation. Right. So if somebody has, somebody has a makeup channel, maybe I would do different series. So once a week, you're going to do a tutorial. Here's how to do X, Y, Z. Once a week, you're going to do, Try to do something funny and fun and see how that feels. Once a week, you're going to take answer or, uh, questions from your community, right? And mm -hmm. whatever people are asking, you're going to try to give some answers, right? Once a week, you're going to try doing a, a coaching session. Like you'll do makeup for somebody, mm -hmm. right? You, you make up your boyfriend or you make up your mom or you make up a fan 
you know, and, and then you just see what what fits. The acid test should be what makes you feel good. What did you enjoy doing? Even if you totally sucked at it, because it's the first time. I think people have too high standards at the beginning. Yeah, you're gonna suck. Your first one's gonna be brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be brutal, uh, and that's okay. Like expect to suck. It doesn't mean you suck as a human. It just means that you don't have the skills yet. But it's okay. It's your first time out. What's more important is did you like it? Did you enjoy it? Was it fun for you? Because if you kept leaning in on the things that are actually fun and enjoyable for you, that's how you find your inner genius. And then I find that, and curious you what your your feedback is on this, but with with YouTube especially, and you're on a ton of different platforms also, right? I mean, you're on, you have books, you have your website, everything. But with YouTube especially and, and video, it's so important that you are actually happy and exciting doing what you're going to doing what you're doing because it's so vulnerable of a platform. Like if you are feeling off or if you are feeling just, eh, I don't know, people can sense it immediately. Like it's right there in front of you. There's no hiding it. Absolutely. And, and I think to be honest, if that's you and you may have an off day, mm -hmm. uh, lean into it. Hmm. Make the video saying, you know what? I'm, I'm having an off day. I'm not feeling super inspired. I'm not feeling creative. I don't, I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to share it with you guys. And, and here's what I do when I have an off day. And then what, what do you do? Do you go for a walk? Do you meditate? Do you pet your cat? Do you put on music and dance like crazy and take people on that journey? Because people don't want to learn from just perfect people because it, it makes you seem like I can't achieve the same thing. So showing that vulnerability, showing that you're not perfect, showing that you make mistakes and you have fears and doubts and insecurities and you question yourself and, and making that public is the thing that will then draw people to you. And so if, if you're feeling like you have an off day, I recommend – I agree with you. I don't think you go in front of the camera and try to fake it because people will definitely sense it. Mm -hmm. I would go in and just make that video saying, guys, I'm not, I'm not feeling it today and then show me what you do to get out of it. That's actually really, really good advice because that's that's the thing. It's like people will kind of or, or they'll do some kind of trend and it just doesn't feel right or they'll show up to film and then they're exhausted and they kind of put on that happy face. But people sense it immediately. And I think the reason social media, something like YouTube or Instagram is so uh, – it, it's resonating with so many people is because you have to be authentic on there. So embracing that, I think, is what people want to see anyways. Mm -hmm. Especially when it's video because it's, there's just – it's so easy to tell. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to tell when somebody is is faking it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so how important do you feel is understanding, say, SEO and the algorithm, that whole thing, in success for YouTube? Because we talked about leaning into your zone of genius, right? Going with what inspires you, being innovative. But then there's also that other part, right? YouTube is a search engine. But how important do you feel is it to like master that or understand it? So the most important factor for growth from an algorithm perspective is it's suggested videos, not mm -hmm. search. Mm -hmm. You're not trying to rank for search. Stop trying to rank for search. The big channels on YouTube grow not because of search. Your goal should be for people to binge watch your content. I want you showing up in browse and suggested, meaning 
when somebody goes to the homepage of YouTube, you're showing up there. When somebody watches a, a makeup video, your makeup video is showing up down the side. Uh, when your video comes up, more of your videos are showing up down the side. So your goal is to try to continue the session as much as possible, more than trying to rank for specific keywords. That's how the big channels are growing. So how would somebody get to be suggested, say, against a trending video or a really popular YouTuber? So it starts by getting suggested against yourself. So log into YouTube, go to incognito mode so you're not logged in as yourself, go to any of your videos, and then look down the side or look at the bottom if you're on mobile and see how many of your own videos are being recommended against your content. For people who are just getting started, it's not very many. So you you don't have a chance of ranking against some trending popular video until you're ranking against your own videos first. So that should be your first priority. When people watch one of my videos, my other videos are showing up down the side. How do you get that to happen? One, you have consistency in your thumbnails. A lot of times, people's thumbnails are all over the map uh, or they're not even uploading custom thumbnails. I need to know I need to know what an Erica thumbnail looks like. I, I need to know what your thumbnail looks like. It has this style, it's your face, it's these colors, this font, because people could watch your video, love it, but then your other video are, are actually showing up down the side, but people don't click on it because they don't even know that that's your video. So consistency in the thumbnail design is super important so that people know that that's your video down the side and they click it. And then another quick hack that I think everybody should use is um, we're going super tactical. I love this. Uh, yeah, I like your, I like getting specifics. <laughs> it's great. I love it. Uh, end cards. People people suck on their end cards. So you have 20 seconds at the end of a video to make end cards, and here you could put whatever content you want. You have a lot of different options. Your goal is to continue the session. So. First off, when you finish a video, never make it sound like you're finishing a video. Never say, well, that's the end, thank you so much. And as soon as people feel like the video's ending, they're gonna bounce. They're gonna click off, yeah. Yeah, you don't want them to bounce. You wanna assume that they're gonna go watch the next video. Assume that there's more knowledge that they need or there's more to the story that you're talking about. So what you wanna do then is think about from all the videos that are currently on your channel, this new one that you're making, which of your other videos are most related to this video? So if you're if you're doing a, a makeup video around uh, Halloween, then you think about, is there another makeup video I've done around Halloween? Or another makeup video I've done around dressing up? Or another makeup video I've done around some character? And that's where you want to tell them to go. So what Would you, you want to do plop? is... Yeah, yeah keep going. So, so you've got 20 seconds in your end card to play with. Here's, here's the best formula that I found. You use the first 10 seconds of that to say, hey ladies, if you like this video and you wanna see how to dress up like, how to make up like Frankenstein, you know, go click on this video right here and you point to it. And then if you have some editing, then the last 10 seconds is a, is a preview from that video. Uh, okay, so you would actually you wouldn't just plop the card in there. You would do the actual call to action yes. to go see that specific video. A hundred percent and mm -hmm. point to it. Mm -hmm. If you have no editing, which I recommend at the start, right? That's my strategy. Yeah. Then, then you talk about it. Mm. You have 20 seconds to talk about that video. 
hey, ladies, if you want to learn how to dress up like or make up like Frankenstein, go watch this video here. I break it down in five easy steps. You're going to love it. I'll see you there. Go click on it. And you point to it and you look at it. And then you put that video in that spot where you're pointing and looking to. Got it. And it takes extra effort, but it's, I, I know what you're saying, it's so worth it. It takes extra, extra effort for somebody to think, okay, I'm going to be filming this video today. Which video have I done that's related to this or something like this? And it kind of goes with what you said earlier, create series. And then that's a natural extension. Like, hey, did you see the video XYZ? Then click over there. So you have to actually plan that out before you're filming. Yeah. And honestly, it doesn't take that much work. Yeah. You could just go and search on your own channel and see what you've done. If you have a big channel, I mean, I have 6,000 videos on my channel, so oh my there's a lot to search through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but for most people, it just ask the question and you could probably think of something. You you know your own content. You know what you've made. And, and why is it so important? Well, we want to continue the session. We don't want people to then bounce and click away. But what you're also doing is telling YouTube that video one is related to video two. Video one is related to video two. The mm -hmm. people watch one video on your channel, then they watch another one. This is how we start to show up and suggest it against our own videos. What about uh, your title? I know a lot of people think that if they put their channel name in the title or series name, that helps with also getting suggested against your own videos. I wouldn't put title name. Doesn't make a doesn't make a huge impact. Okay. If anything, it takes away because you want to. You want to design your titles for the audience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So think about your titles as a magazine headline. So if you go to a store and you see Vogue or you see, you know, whatever magazine you read, what, what are some of the headlines in that magazine that you would read that article? Like go, it's a great exercise. Go to your local CBS or, you know, wherever you buy magazines and just flip through some magazines and, and look at what headlines appeal to you. Why? What is it about those headlines that you want to read this article, but the other headlines you're skipping over? Uh, or just go to the website. Go to their websites and see what headlines pull you in. Those are great topics. That's mm -hmm. how you want to think about um, the title of your video. The, the most important factor for showing up in Suggested is making that connection between the videos, not from a SEO perspective, but from a user behavior perspective. So are people actually clicking from one to the next? If people are clicking from one to the next, YouTube will then suggest that a lot more to those kinds of people, much more than whatever you put in the title. Mm, so it's not it's not about the data that you provide in YouTube. It's a data that comes from the user behavior. And you've got to initiate that by getting people to click on it, essentially, from your video. A hundred percent. So the end card and the and the similar thumbnails will make a huge difference. Yeah. And then probably I'm thinking like links in the description, but I don't even know if people really read the description. But I've heard yeah, that not too. much. No. Very little. I mean, it doesn't hurt, mm -hmm. but but that's not where I would focus. Thumbnails and end cards are the two main spots right now. And and again, you want to show up against your own videos first. And then once you start doing that, you can start showing up against other more popular videos. Ultimately, Say, that's your goal, right? Yes. You want to show up against these Michelle Fawn video and then boom, there's yours. But mm -hmm. that's not just gonna happen overnight. You have to you have to prove to YouTube that you can continue the session. So say somebody is listening who has done that, you know, they've got like, you know, 20,000 subscribers, they're getting suggested against their own, but they're just kind of stuck. They hear you say, okay, get recommended against some of the bigger guys. So then what would be that next step? How would you get recommended against some of the bigger guys? So next is I would look at a video that is doing well, that, that is 
has some sustained traffic to it, that it's not just as one pop thing, like some new thing happened yesterday and everything's everybody's talking about it, but then it dies down. I wouldn't try to do news cycle trending too much because by the time you get your video out, you might be too late for it, unless you can like really random out quickly. Mm -hmm. So I would look at a video uh, that you have an, you have expertise on. So if you're, if you're going to do uh, how to, how to apply this kind of lipstick video, awesome. I would find someone who's already done it, who you think you could do a better job of. You look at their video and it's like, that's okay. Like they did well, got, got good views, but I think I can do a better job than this person. I think I can give more information. I think I could provide more entertainment or whatever your style is. You could do a better job. I would aim for making a 10 minute video on that subject. I would call it a similar title to that video, but I wouldn't even care how they, how they did it. Mm, right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So as an example, um, I'm helping a guy in the entrepreneur space who talks a lot about finances and I'm helping him grow his YouTube channel. And there's a really popular video of Mark Cuban saying only morons start a business on a loan. And that's the, that's the title of the video. Only morons start a video on a loan. So I asked my friend, Hey, do you have an opinion on this? Do you, do you have a strong opinion? Like, do you agree with this? It's like, yeah, yeah. It's stupid to start a business on a loan. Awesome. I want you to make a video and call it only morons start a business on a loan. And I don't care what Mark Cuban said. I don't want you to go watch his video and, and copy what he said. I care mm -hmm. about you, your thoughts, your views, your opinions, because that's a winning video and it's a great title. But now I need you to inject your genius to it. So that's what I would do is find a video that has a great title that's been doing well consistently that you think you can add something to the conversation and, and not do it the same way they did it. Do it in your style. What would be your definition of doing well? Like how many views? Um, I think it depends on the size of your channel, mm -hmm. right? So if you're only getting a hundred, you know, views a video, and then this video had 10,000 views, mm -hmm. that's awesome, right? Mm -hmm. Like I want to, I want to target that video. If you're getting 10,000 views and I would look at 10 X at least of what your average videos are getting. Mm -hmm. So okay. if your videos are getting 2000 views, go for the ones that are getting 20,000 plus. Another good indicator is if their view count mm -hmm. is higher than their sub count. Yeah. That's a good video. Got it. Because okay. that means it reached more than just their subscribers. Yeah. Yeah. What about, so you don't have to mention, because one of the things that I've heard is if you want to get suggested, you know, you do want to mention the creator, say in the video, like I was inspired by Mark Cuban. He did this video and you put a link to that, his video in your description so that YouTube understands it's related. Does that, is that not good advice? Very, very little. Okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay much attention to the description at all. Just put in some good, give me a good, don't try to stuff it with keywords. Just mm -hmm. give me a good description of what's in the video. But, um, and forget about Mark Cuban. Don't even mention that at all. Yeah. Unless, unless, it, unless it's a reaction, mm -hmm. like yeah. Mark Cuban said this and I think he's wrong or I think he's a hundred percent right. You know, then you can mention it, but, um, your video will naturally show up against those videos if you have a similar title to them and you've already shown YouTube that you do a good job of keeping people on the site. Yeah. And in the title, you can have the exact same title and it's, and it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, use, use your judgment. Mm -hmm. If it says only more on starting the business on a loan slash Mark Cuban, you know, take out the Mark Cuban, put in your name. Uh, yeah. But yes. Yeah. If you can use the exact same title, it's great. Maybe a couple tweaks just for your own style.
Well, that's awesome. That's there. That's some really good advice that I know that my listeners can really take home today. All of it, whether they're a beginner or whether they've been on the show for, I mean, I'm sorry, they've had YouTube for a while. So thank you so much, Evan. I know you, um, our time is coming up and do you have any last words of advice for our listeners to take home when it comes to growing on YouTube? Um, I would say just generically make, make yourself proud of your effort. You know, you have this goal, you want to hit whatever a hundred thousand subs or million subs on YouTube. You want to get to that next step. Be proud of the effort that you put in today. You may not win every day. It, it's a grind. You're not mm-hmm. getting the views you want, the comments you want, the subs you want, the growth you want. What you can control is the work you put in. And so are you putting in work that when you when you put your head on the pillow tonight, you can say, I'm proud of the effort that I put in today on my channel and experimenting with something new in testing out the thumbnail strategy or the less editing strategy or trying to go daily for the next 30 days. Be proud of your effort. Because if you wake up and every day we're proud of the effort you're putting in, I guarantee you, you're going to get the results you're looking for. Well, I love that. Thank you so much for coming on to the show and going deep with specifics with me and just giving some great, great advice. Where can people find you if they're brand new to you? I know you have a ton of books. I mean, you have so much out there, but where would be the best place for people to start to get to know Evan even more? If you want the books, just go to Amazon. Super easy. Um, and then I'm I'm on the various social networks. I'm probably most known for my YouTube channel. Just look for Evan Carmichael and you'll find me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Evan. Thank you, Erica. I appreciate you. Bye. Much love. Well, there you go. That is our interview. And if you enjoy this, please give the podcast a review. It helps so, so much. I will see you next week. Mwah.